are also showing why, paradoxically, the position of taking the lead, it's not something that they have been called to do. Yes, they are queens and heirs to the throne, but children of Yah, a queen can never be a king. Everybody, happy Father's Day. Welcome to the Yah Revised Podcast. My name is Shaq. I hope that you guys are wrapping up uh, what is an amazing week and what's going to be an amazing weekend today for those of you who have accepted the calling of fatherhood. And those of you who haven't, there's still something in it for you too. Amen. But I wanted to bring you guys a short message titled the discipline of the father and i'm going to be reading from colossians corinthians ephesians and proverbs as well as psalms okay so before i get into it i want to say a quick prayer father god in your mighty and holy name you are the heavenly father to us all i repent and i ask you to forgive me of my sins once more. Prepare this vessel as a living sacrifice for you, God. Allow your power to flow through me to do your will. Give me the words I need to speak and the wisdom I need to impart on your people. Allow this message to penetrate the hearts and minds of many. I plead the blood of Jesus over my voice. I plead the blood of Jesus over my soul, this microphone, this podcast. And I ask that you fill us with your Holy Spirit, Father God, in your mighty and holy name, I pray. Amen. So getting into it, the discipline of the father. Proverbs 22, 6, train a child up in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Ephesians 6, 4. And you, fathers. Do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Colossians 3.21 Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 16 to 18 And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in him and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Father God, in your mighty holy name, I feel your spirit. And I ask you that you allow me to use your power to deliver the daily bread, Father God, to deliver the reverence of your word and revelation of your word, Father God. Fill this vessel with your spirit, this mind, this heart, this voice is yours. 
And I once again plead the blood of Jesus over this temple, this microphone, and the ears of all of my listeners. May you sanctify them and cleanse them of their sins and declare them holy to receive the reverence and revelation of this word, Father God. We pray for your protection and we pray for your anointing. We pray for your guidance always. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And so, getting into it, guys. The Father is always refining us. He's always refining us. And when I first started in ministry, I got to a point where I was beating people up with the Bible. And there was no gentleness at all. Matter of fact, there was gentleness, but rather than gentleness, I perceive it as passion. Because that's truly what it was. I understood the sense of urgency. I understood that we didn't have much time to pursue the kingdom and God wasn't going to give too many uh uh too many more opportunities to repent. And so I understood the urgency, but in the process of doing that my messages were harsh. And so I was beating people up with the Bible. And now, you know, thanks to God, you know, I'm becoming more and more refined to the fact that it's much easier to show people who they are in the spirit than it is to remind them of who they are in the flesh. And so I've consciously always try to make that my goal because the truth of the matter is we're all doing the very best we can to be the best we can be. And a lot of us, we sin, we fall short. The word of God says none of us can be justified by the law. And the book of Isaiah, it says our righteousness is as filthy rags. And so We've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But I don't want to use that as an excuse because it is possible to completely turn away from that, to grow into something greater. Amen. It is possible, children of Yah. And so, with the refinement of the Father comes the gentleness and the patience of the spirit. Psalms 103.13 As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. And children of Yah, we are exactly that. We are God's children. And without the father, we don't know any better. And like children, we always need the instruction of the father because the father not only knows more than we do, but he also sees what we don't see. He hears what we don't hear. And he's been where we've never been. And he can do what we can't do. And children of Yah, that's his role. And so with this message, I want to bring and shed light to the importance of 
of the father figure and the heavenly father in our own families and perhaps shed some light on uh on those who are in positions of fatherhood but they stumble and they fall in doing so because i know it's not easy to be a father you have a, a number of lives that you're responsible for it's not easy and you have a bunch of people who depend on you to make decisions that can help a family rise and fall. Amen. But more on that later. And so before you say anything, because I know there's someone out there who knows me really well saying, but yeah, but Shaq, you don't have any children. You're 100% correct. I'm not a father. But understand that the post of a spirit led man, children of Yah, and a father are like hand and glove. Their responsibilities are the same. Now, what exactly do I mean by that? The father makes sure that everyone in the household gets fed and that everyone is well tended to and well looked after. And the father's main goal, his main goal, children of Yah, is to instill discipline. And it's to instill the discipline in his children so that they may have wisdom wherever they go and they know how to use their anointing wherever they go. And not only that, you know, the the sowing and planting and watering of all these things combined allows the lineage to continue. God said in the book of Genesis, be fruitful and multiply. And that is the exact purpose, children of Yah, that more good fruit may be brought into the harvest in due season. And some of you might say to me, well, Shaq, which father are you talking about in proper context? And children of Yah, I want you to know that I intentionally mixed it on purpose for you to see that the roles within the two bodies are exactly the same, except the heavenly father's power and knowledge extends far greater and wider than the earthly father. He can do more. He knows more. He sees more. He hears more. And Isaiah 55 says, your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. And so our human minds are too small to comprehend the fullness of the Godhead. So their roles, with all that being said, their roles are the same. And there's no one greater in the house than the father that provides for us all. And all of his all of the decisions that are made, they all come down to him and he rules his own house well. And the father is be is the best suited and the most well-equipped man to take the family to the next level, wherever that next level may be. Luke 12, 48, Jesus said, but he who did not know yet committed things deserving of stripes shall be beaten with few for everyone to whom much is given 
from him much will be required. And to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask the more. And children of Yah, I say that because, you know, much is always required of the father to lead the family. And as long as he is led by the heavenly father, he will always have more readily available to him. I believe James 5, 16 says, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed for the effective and fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much. When the earthly father receives his spiritual wisdom and instruction on how to lead his family from the heavenly father, he is then righteous and holy before the Lord. And so to him, much is always going to be available to him to lead his family. Why? Because the goal is to advance the kingdom. God's second commandment is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And children of Yah, that includes your own family. Because at the end of the day, when we all face the judgment, my mother's not going to be there. My father's not going to be there. My brother, my sister, my cousins, aunts, uncles, best friend. None of those people are going to be there. It's just going to be me and God. And it's the same story with you. And so, children of Yah, much will always be available to the man who loves his neighbor as he loves himself. Much will always be available. Always. And this is how the man should always be led. Always. A man should never stray from this type of leadership. A man should always be led by the heavenly father. And children, y'all, I say all that to say today. The man, the father, excuse me, is under attack by the devil. The father is under some serious spiritual attack. And the devil is very, very angry that the head of the household, which is the father figure, still persists. And a lot of families are struggling hard to provide because the man has been devalued and beheaded in the household greatly. You know, society has slowly shifted towards the woman heading up the house and the father taking a back seat. More women are stepping up to own homes while the father's are looking and seeking dominion for them. I, in uh, in my neck of the woods, I hear this. I hear this kind of stuff all the time. You know, the women are typically more responsible than the men, and the women, they're the ones who end up searching for a suitable role model to help them lead and start a family, and they meet a man who is not very uh well equipped 
to step into that role. They lead a man, they need, they look for a man to lead, but paradoxically, the men that they often look for are men that want to be led themselves by women. And this is the great abomination that the devil has set up in today's society and many, many homes, not everywhere experience this, not everybody, not in every single home in America, at least experiences this. But in my neck of the woods, I see this all the time. And so the father figure has been devalued, beheaded, and they've taken a back seat to their natural posts. It used to be, you know, the ship was right way back in the day, but today it's a very, very different story. And so society, for all intents and purposes, I'm going to call it society, but it's really the devil. But society, you know, has all has encouraged single family homes in the name of tax benefits and welfare checks. There's a reason why you go into the hood and you don't see and most of the women you see in the hood are not married. It's because the government says if you're married. Or if you get married, you're not going to see any benefit from us. And so. More people are encouraged to be single parents and not get married legally. And so. The system is set against the spirit led man. The system is set against the father figure. The system is set against the priest and the family, the pastor and the family. So children of y'all, the man today is in trouble. And I say man rather than father, because I personally believe that every single man is called to fatherhood, be it physically or spiritually. Because we all look for we all look for one another. We look after one another and we take care of each other because we're all family in Christ. Amen. We're not fathers to each other. But like I said, the roles are very, very similar. And so. If you look at the statistics of I'm going to use low income neighborhoods as an example because it's the best example and I can relate to it because I'm part of the statistic but it's six out of ten homes that don't have fathers in them but for the African-American community that statistic children of y'all is an astounding eight out of ten homes without a father figure present and the vicious cycle continues over and over and over and over and over again. I'm not I'm not prejudiced. I'm not stereotypical. I'm just stating a mere fact. This kind of thing happens far too often, children of y'all. You know, children grow up and they need their fathers. They need the pillar of discipline and instruction in the father figure in their homes, tucking them in bed at night, taking them to the backyard, training them 
to be God-fearing people. And today, six out of 10 or eight out of 10 homes are missing this same leadership. And the end result, children of Yah, is that the kids end up taking the brunt of the demonic bloodline curse that existed thousands of years before them that up until now has been unexplained. And with it, it's brought a curse of the spirit of poverty, infirmity, strife, confusion, or duality, a loss of identity, anger, and despair. And you know something too, and you know something too, you know, this demonic bloodline curse was very tactfully put in place by the devil because the devil's goal was to destroy the priesthood. That was his main goal. When he got Adam and Eve to eat from the forbidden tree, he destroyed their priesthood. And they lost so much. And that's the devil's goal when he's when he can introduce more and more sin into the home through his television programs. You know, I've said this before, but I'll reiterate. The devil, you are created in the image and likeness of God, right? And the devil cannot do anything without your permission. This is the authority that he has. And so with that being said, the devil understands the spiritual legalities behind what he can do. And the devil found a way that he can get your permission to enforce his agenda in the world. And that's through television, through his sorcery. That's why it's called television because the devil told your vision what he was going to do before he did it. If the devil makes a movie, a music video about destroying a family home from the inside, your home will be destroyed. There's a reason why it's called a television program. There's a reason why it's called that. And so his goal is to get the father figure of the house to step off the mantle and destroy the priesthood. Why? Because the devil is smart enough to know that when you cut off the head, the rest of the body struggles. The word of God says, for the head of woman is man and the head of of man is Christ and the head of Christ is God. And when you cut that head off, it can't stand. That body will struggle. And that's exactly what's happening in so many homes right now. Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. And children of Yah, the devil also knows that when you cut off the head, the children become in the line of fire. The children are now in great danger. 
when a man forsakes the law of God and his wife follows suit, the children, they become the biggest target to the devil. And we see that now. We see the devil attacking the various food plants. We all heard the other day that there was a baby formula shortage. You're hearing stuff in the news about abortion laws. About, oh, they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Because, newsflash, they've been killing young prophets, young evangelists, young pastors, young teachers, young apostles. They've been killing God's babies for decades. And that's the, da- that's the danger of supporting an agenda like abortion because you don't know. Nobody knows what these children end up becoming. They've killed over 65 million babies since the introduction of Roe v. Wade. And all of this is a very tactful strategy of the devil in an effort to destroy the priesthood and dethrone the father figure. And so with that being said, children of Yah, a lot of women have been led to believe that it's time for them to take the lead. However, many of the women are also showing why, paradoxically, the position of taking the lead, it's not something that they have been called to do. Yes, they are queens and heirs to the throne, but children of Yah, a queen can never be a king. I'm going to say that again. A queen can never be a king. And the argument I constantly heard when I was the only boy growing up in a single family, a single parent household was, I don't understand why you don't know how to do certain things. You're a man. You should know how to do this. Every man I've met knows how to do this. Why don't you know how to do this? But the obvious elephant in the room, children of Yah, in my experience, was that there was no father figure present. But thank God, now that I have a heavenly father, now that I have Jehovah Jireh to teach me how to become a disciplined man, to redeem the time that I lost, to redeem the time that I spent untrained, untaught, and unkept. Amen? And so going back into it, when a man knows the will of God and he does it, he then becomes complete. Why? Because the man's completion, children of Yah, was made manifest by the transformation of him, allowing the Holy Spirit into his mind and into his heart to be guided and used to advance the kingdom. What does Romans 12, 2 say? Brothers, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed through the renewal of your mind to what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. We always have to transform ourselves, children of Yah. And the father figure is no different. The father figure has to constantly transform and conform his mind to the will of God daily. 
And then and only then will he find the difficult tasks easy. Will he be able to fulfill his part in advancing the kingdom, advancing the covenant? And he's going to experience a metamorphosis as a result. And so with that being said, you know, I want to use the role. I want to take a look at the role of a pastor and a father because both are very, very similar because they both require a watchful eye, an attentive heart and spirit towards God's people. And they both require that they be ready at a moment's notice for when one child stumbles and falls. And then the will of God is that such a man has his house in order. First, the home team, and then God's house of worship, which is the brick and mortar building that we call a church. And children of y'all, I want you guys to understand something. Home is always the first flock of ministry. Always. It says this in 1 Timothy chapter 3. That if a man desires to be an overseer, he has to have his house in order. Otherwise, how is he going to lead a church, a congregation, a body if his house is not in order? That church would be complete chaos. And so I use the example of pastor because it's a role that's very transformative and requires all submission to God to fulfill. And as a man is taken through it, through this You know, he then learns and acquires the discipline of the father to do all things through the son who strengthens him. And the father who is led by the spirit is in his own right, a pastor to his household. Why? Because he's the pillar of discipline and instruction to everyone under his roof, especially to his sons. And we as men, fathers or not, We must become pillars of not only our households, but of our societies as a whole. Romans 8, 22 to 23. For we now know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we we also who have the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. So what does that say? That's saying that the earth literally groans and calls for more prophets and servants of of God to rise. Or in this case, the man, the father figure to take up their post, to acquire the discipline of the father and to lead his people into the great prophecy because see here's the thing and thank you holy spirit for dropping this in my mind dropping this in my heart you see what you see you see the chaos you see the anarchy you see the rebellion out there because someone's father dropped their priesthood someone dropped the ball Someone dropped the ball of protecting their youth. And because they didn't protect their youth spiritually, 
the youth was allowed to run amok and cause and wreak havoc. And I see this time and time again. I always have this conversation with believers. And this point always comes up. Like it's truly the responsibility of the parent to train a child up in the way they should go. And when they grow old, they will not depart from it. And if that way does not involve the heavenly father, then that person, that soul is doomed. And so the earth moans and groans for more father figures to take up their posts and step into the calling. And children of y'all, this is the true meaning of fatherhood. You know, it's not just looking after our own sons, but to also sow the seed of discipleship in God's children. You know, the, the, the discipline of the father is the call to action among men. The discipline of the father is God's word made manifest in all men. And the discipline of the father is the purpose that guides us and drives us to advancing the kingdom. And so in closing, children of Yah, we must always remember that no matter what our individual situations look like within the home, there is always going to be a bigger calling to lead beyond the home and into the priesthood that we as men were called to step in. In the movie, The Lion King, Pride Rock always needed a king to watch over it. And so our rock, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Jireh, calls us to watch over the priesthood, to feed the sheep, to tend to the flock, so that we may all acquire the discipline of the father. This is not exclusive. This is not exclusive. And so the discipline of the father is that we all acquire the fruit. We all go through what Jesus called the purging process and pruning process of the grape so that we may bear more fruit. The will of the father is that we go through this so that others may benefit and see the glory of the father. And so we're called to this. We're called to this. This is the discipline of the father. But that's all I have for today's message. I pray that you guys go sow in Jesus name, go grow in Jesus name. If you have any personal questions or any business inquiries, you can email me at yahwehrise at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Yahweh Rise Podcast, or you can type in my name, Shaquan Woody. But guys, go sow in Jesus' name, go grow in Jesus' name. Fathers, step into the calling. Fathers, let's be strong as God-fearing men together on this very day. I love each and every one of you. Happy Father's Day. God bless you all. And have a great evening. Thank you.